Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your demon host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 Ah, oh, smiling happy people. It's always nice. You can't tell we're smiling. Stop look stop watching us. <laughs> oh, I can always see you. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's gonna give me nightmares. I don't even have a webcam in here. <laughs> As you know of. I'm just looking for red blinking lights now. Um, uh, uh, I wouldn't have turned those off. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, we are here. I mean, to be fair, we, well, eventually we had a good session last time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was fun. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean. If you like being hunted, it was a blast. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, they are reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrian, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And yeah, last week you guys got hunted through the forest by a man with a gun and a venom troll and some zombie ogres. Nice yep, bit of variety. I, <laughs> I didn't. You didn't. No. <laughs> No, Lucky no. bastard. <laughs> I was too busy being a hero. You were too busy trying to kidnap a small child. Yes. I like to see Heroically. how Rogan finds that as hero. Heroically. Heroically kidnap a small child and put her in a sack, which will inevitably kill her. <laughs> Heroically. Heroically. <laughs> mm. I'm sticking with yeah. it. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I... I, I all credit to you for retaining character even when not playing D&D. &D. Yeah, but, exactly. Um... <laughs> uh, well, I, as we said in last week's episode, two very different movies played out last week. As uh, <laughs> Yes, Rogar lifted up in Millshire, being maybe praised as a hero. We don't know. We haven't returned there yet. But Tommy, Sophia, Solara, and R4 were crawling through the mud and dirt and grime in the forest trying not to be shot at, while also trying to avoid being eaten by a troll. Yeah, I mean, as you do. Yeah. Can't say it you was... don't get a, a range of things on this show. No, I mean, it was different. It was, it's, it's unusual to be hunted and to hunt at the same time. Normally mm. those things are, are mutually exclusive. And yeah, it was um, fun for you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do have a small request. You have a small request? Yeah, can can we not be hunted and just hunt? <laughs> no. Okay, where's the fun in that? Yeah, what? So, next time you, next time can you just hunt Rogar? Ooh. Uh, well, okay. Rogar gets hunted all the time, eh? Right? <laughs> There's people after me in the background that I don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's at least three people hunting Rogar right now. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, 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 I just want him to stop being smug, that's all. <laughs> Deal you with it. You can't bunkle, stop Bunkle being Bunkle. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately true. This is me, but with confidence. <laughs> uh, confidence and a slight dash of insanity does a lot for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean... Maybe if you guys got intel, played intelligently, avoided these obvious traps that I throw in front of you. I don't know. Different world, different people. That'd be boring for the listeners, wouldn't it? Would be a bit. I'd just have to make up new shit. 
Exactly. You see, you, <laughs> you, you, you pretend like there's another option, but we all know there isn't. <laughs> there is, but then it just becomes a, like a little Cold War of escalation where you do something <laughs> clever, I have to respond with something horrifying. <laughs> see, we, we, we're just playing to character. We're not clever characters. We're not particularly wise anymore. Uh, and we're not particularly charismatic. <laughs> so... <laughs> Genuinely unlikable people. Just an ill-mannered bunch of bastards running through the forest, attacking random people. Yeah, Basically, I'm not a bastard. I, 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 I'm not a ballspawn, at least. I, fuck off. I like <laughs> I, I like to think of us as anti-heroes. You know, mm. we're um <laughs> seldom heroic, um, but entertaining <laughs> to listen to nonetheless. Seldom heroic. I am mm. speaking for all of us. I am always heroic. In your <laughs> mind, yes, you are. From a certain point of view. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> uh, but yes, I mean, last week you did track through the forest and you managed to successfully ambush and knock unconscious this sniper that's been uh, troubling you all and seemed to play into one of Tommy's visions. Period. he was an ogre with a, a rifle very similar to the one Tommy has. Uh, also, he leapt out of a tree and criticaled Tommy straight through the chest, which was just perfect timing. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a dick move, not you know, but whatever. I mean, I knocked his ass down, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he wasn't expecting the invisible ambush after that, and you guys <laughs> did beat him down a bit, and now he is unconscious and tied up with a rope as you raid his pockets. Woohoo! So, yeah, and I mean, I guess we'll just jump right back in there because. Why not? As you are tying him up and you're going through his stuff, I and mean, you get a, a good look at this guy now who's been hiding this whole time, he looks a pretty well-armored and well-equipped full-blooded orc. He's not huge. I would say he's maybe a little small for an orc, but that's still bigger than any of you guys. Maybe he's more rogar size than beefier than that. You see, he's maybe a little bit more suited to this whole stealthy atmosphere that uh, he's been uh, working under. Um, on his person, I mean, he's wearing reasonably nice armor, some studded leather and a shield. And you can see just a small symbol he's got painted onto the side of his armor that you all, well, that Tommy definitely recognizes because he saw it just a few hours ago on the sides of some zombie ogres. A lightning bolt in white with a white skull emblazoned in front of it. It appears that he is part of whatever same group those zombie ogres and presumably that venom troll were a part of. You were you were right, Flo. I was. Yeah. Interesting. Damn straight. Interesting. Together. But he still fell into its traps. Yeah, well, I mean, Maybe they got a Rogar thing going on where they're on the same side, but they're not quite on the same side. <laughs> mm. And you find a few things on his person. I'm guessing Tommy's probably the most interested to go through his pockets and examine things. But as you're going through stuff, he has a long sword and a shield. Whether that's of any interest to any of you. Uh, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a set of rounds in a bag. And so, Tommy, you can add to your inventory, um, 18 uh, rounds. Oh, excellent. So 18 prepared bullets. Do you have any more powder? Yeah. 
he has no more powder on him, but he does have kept in a slightly different pouch on his belt. Two things that look very similar to your sort of round pellet-style gunshot, except they're red. Ooh. He has two of them left in a bag. Okay. Um, I guess I have to investigate these to find out what they are. But... Yeah, you'd have to do some rolls if you want to try to figure out what they are. Maybe um, use your gunsmithing. Okay. Um, have I got time to do that now, or would, I, would that be better to have done later on? Um, I'd give you advantage if you were doing it in a workshop, or you can try to take a guess now. No, I'll try and take, for, uh... take a guess now. Um, what would you say? Is, it, is, it, is this... Is this... Uh, it's your gunsmithing, which is... Do you, you have Tinkerer's tools, don't you? Just on the on the fly. I do, yeah. So it's... Ooh, I believe it's intelligence with proficiency. So uh, a skilled intelligence role, if you want to set that up as your gunsmithing. Yeah, bear me a second. So, so yes, proficient. Okay, cool. And just normal, straight up roll. A 19. 19. So, yeah. You, yeah, you and you take a look at these rounds, and you, they're very similar, but you notice, even just like taking a sniff of them, these things have been packed with way more gunpowder than you'd normally use, to a point where you think maybe they're a little unsafe, but this guy seems to have been using them. Um, these are explosive rounds, and they deal an additional 1d8 damage on a successful hit. And you remember that shot that Solara took to the back where a big burst of blood appeared? And you see she's quite heavily wounded and realized that he was probably firing a few of those out there. What a bastard. Okay, yeah, well, they're mine now. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so is that, is that everything you had on him, or do you have anything else? Uh, well, the last thing of interest on him is his gun, which he dropped to the ground, which you guys can just pick up out of the, uh, out of the undergrowth. It's similar in size to yours, Tommy, your rifle. Maybe a little bit bigger, because the only thing you notice with this that stands out in terms of mechanics is it does not look as elegant. It looks like someone who had a very similar idea to Velmin, but not quite the same level of skill. You do see his is a little more ostentatious than yours in some departments. It's got um, this wolf motif across the barrel and across the stock. And it's like yours, I believe, also has a scope on top of it. This one has a scope as well. Oh, uh, I guess... Can I take another uh, look at it again? Yeah, I Maybe mean, um, you would check. recognize this. I would say you'd just recognize this because you've got okay. a very similar gun. It is called Wolf's Fang. It is the exact same gun as yours, a plus one rifle, but except it has a higher misfire chance. Mm. Okay. So yours, I believe, what's your misfire? Uh, your misfire on the rifle is a three. His is a five. Okay. Pretty high. It's pretty high. It's not. It's not as fine quality as the one Valman built. Well, I'll um, stick that on my back as well. Um, across. If, yeah. If something. If one of yours misfires, then you you've got. A... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 always useful to have a backup. Um, For your backup, it's backup. Yeah. 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 And I will say this: if you come across a workshop, you could take it apart for parts if you wish to try to repurpose some of it for R four or for some experiments of your own. Well, that Ooh. might be an idea to maybe try and um, try and mount it on R four somehow. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome, dude! That would be so cool. Do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's the plan. I'm basically thinking of like a war machine type of thing, where it's he's got like a fucking rifle mounted on his shoulder, um, like Bob used to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, like Bob in in the very first one shot. Um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of an idea um, that that would be really really cool. But for now, it's it's just 
hanging there as a backup. That's really handy to have. And now this guy is disarmed and um, roped up on the floor in front of us. Is there anything else we can discover from him at all? Anything else we want to we want to check? Uh, you can do an investigation on him just generally to maybe glean some broad information. I'll I'll have a punt. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. I mean, giving him a, a good once over. His clothes are quite dirty, like he's been out here probably a while. His hands are very rough, even for an orc, so he's probably quite used to climbing not only trees, but with a 16, you say, this guy's probably good at climbing, like, mountains and things. Like, he's uh, maybe not always native to this forest, put it that way, because the only mountains you know around here are quite far away. Other than that, again, you spot the little symbol on his clothes, which for him, it's like down on the side of his chest piece, kind of a little bit hidden under a bit of a cloak that he's wearing. But otherwise, that's uh, what you get. Mm. Okay, well, my, my, my thinking is we um, we surround him like the Avengers at the end of the first Avengers movie and wait for him to wake up, all standing there around okay. him like, like he's Loki. I guess, unless anyone's got any ideas of uh, something else to do. Um, Hog tie him. I mean, we, we have already tied him up with a rope at the end of the last episode. That's what Tommy was doing. Um, uh, I'll put I... a rock in his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, if he does wake up and he gets away from us, he will be pissed off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and may- maybe we'll um, we'll kind of tie him. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kind of maybe loop him around the tree as well. Um, with a separate oh, okay. rope, so so he's so he's he's fully secured. So even if he can try and try and get away, uh, he's hands and feet are tied, and he's tied to the tree as well, separately. So. Yeah, should be should be quite difficult to get away, especially with the knife that I'm holding. Well, um, oh, bow and arrow, like at him, watch yeah. him. Yeah, keep 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 it, but not obviously drawn because your hands will get your arms will get tired and you'll end up loosing an arrow in his face back. And so, <laughs> accident on purpose doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, um, I mean he did shoot Solara, didn't he? So you're exactly. probably pretty pissed at him. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're all we're all we're all all prepared, all weapons out. Tommy with um with a rapier sort of pointed at his throat, I think it's a good shout. Sophia a little bit away with an arrow notched. Um Solara spells kind of ready to go off all the other side of Tom with his um yeah with his big gunpowder spear pointed at him as well. And R4 can just stand there stock still with the blade an inch away from his throat forever if he wants to. So that's pretty handy. Ooh, maybe we should just leave R4. Yeah, never mind. Carry on. Okay. He won't get tired, that's all. Yeah, he won't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you all kind of get prepared and set up around him to I might feel give safe. Him a, give him a kick, just to see if that wakes him up. You notice by the time you've done all this and you give him a kick, he mustn't have been far from consciousness anyway. I mean, orcs are um, well known for their general toughness and resilience. And he kind of just gives you a bit of a grunt as his eyes open and he kind of just stares at you with these like dark very dark green eyes as he just looks over the group of you and just kind of like sighs a little bit to himself like this wasn't quite what he was uh, hoping to spend his day doing rise and shine there mate uh looks like you fucked up tried hunting a hunter and um yeah didn't go quite so well for you did it i recognize that i've been bested today i am confused however why do I yet live? Well, you see, whilst a very good shot I am myself, I didn't fancy just knocking you off in one go. You see, 
I'm not used to anyone else having a gun. I'm not used to being hunted and being sniped. And I wanted a little little word with you first, just to find out exactly what the fuck you think you're doing shooting at my mates. He does look you up and down a little bit and he clearly notices that not only are you holding his rifle, but you've got your own and he remembers you shooting at him from underneath the tree. Just you don't often see a non-orc with such a weapon. You're certainly the first human I've seen with one. And you're the first person I've ever seen with one of these. You say orcs have them? A few. A few I served with. Where did you serve? <clears throat> oh, quite far from here. And uh, do me do me a persuasion. Or if you're trying to like intimidate him, I don't know, you're playing good cop or bad cop at the moment. At the moment, I'm not... I'm, I'm kind of seeing how much he's going to give me. So, yeah, at the moment, I'm I'm fairly good cop, I think. Um, I'll, sw- I'll switch to more intimidation tactics if he starts to clam up. So, I mean, I can try persuasion. don't know how well it's going to go. Would you Would you give me an advantage, or...? Um, for the moment, no. If you're intimidating, I'd give you advantage, because he's a little bit threatened. At Fair enough, it's a natural one. So I think I might switch, <laughs> switch it up a bit. <laughs> so you ask him, he just goes, far to the west, across the oceans. Really? And who are you serving with now, then? Because I notice you got a symbol on your clothes, which is very similar to the uh, troll and the ogres that was after us yesterday. Well, earlier on today. <laughs> I serve Clan Ogresh. Clan Ogresh. Sounds a bit, um, not very orcish, is it? You a <laughs> traitor to orcs? Orc kind? Or were they paying more? <laughs> no. My my leader is an orc of sorts, as are those that follow him. All right, and um, how many of them are you? Kind of shrugs a little bit of that and goes, Oh, his clan has swollen quite a lot recently. I'd say a few hundred, maybe more. All orcs? Oh, not all of them. I'm going to... Insight check. I was I was going for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You you do it. Sixteen. Sixteen. I mean, sounds like maybe he's actually underestimating the numbers a little bit, and uh, you think he's definitely telling the truth about there being more than just orcs in his particular clan. And how many of them have got guns? Are you an idea? Do me a persuasion. Try it. We'll try, try try playing nice. A four. <laughs> well, we know how this is going to go, don't we? <laughs> Why are you so interested? I mean, I literally just told you a few moments ago. Never seen anyone else with one before, you know? Bit of an enthusiast, as it were. Kind of interested to compare them, because, I mean, I noticed I had, a, I had a little look at yours. It's serviceable, bit rude, but I think effective in the right hands. <clears throat> If you're so interested, then why don't you go west as well? I'm sure lots of my people will happily introduce you to their weapons. Perhaps I will do that. Test my skill against some who are rather less um, easy to capture than yourself. But while I'm here, and while I'm with you, I asked how many of your fellow orcs that are with you now... I've got guns. 
Oh, just me, for now. I will. Um, will insight check that. Go on. An eighteen. Uh, an eighteen actually does sound like he's telling the truth. He might be the only orc with such a weapon to have come this far into this continent. Okay. For now, more of you planning to um, make the trek to go and serve this clan Ogresh? <sighs> I can't speak for everyone out there. Clan Ogresh is growing in strength. Their leader is quite persuasive. And the new cause seems to be drawing all sorts to their banner. Maybe more will come over. Seems this land is ripe for the taking. Huh. We'll see about that. So who's this leader you got then? Is he an orc as well? My leader is an orc, yes. At least, yes, an orc. <laughs> Cordon Ogresh is his name. Cordon Ogresh? Yeah, K-O-R-D-U-N. Yep, Ogresh. Okay. You seemed like you were unsure for a second there. I say, hmm, I don't know. Didn't really sound like you were 100% sure he was an orc for a second. Or maybe that's just... Maybe that's just me. Well, I've seen him fight, and he fights like a real demon. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. So, orcs, I'm guessing working with... Ogres and trolls and demons. You all in this together? Yeah, uh, do me a persuasion. Okay. I mean, I might have to start changing tact here because. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven. I mean, it's getting higher. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, one, by, four, by the end seven. of it. The yeah. last, last, last question arc is going to be asking about your 20, but you know, up till then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we'll see what, he, what kind of answer he gives. If he, if he starts to. Um, Starts to be a knob about it, then I'll um, I'll switch up tactic. We serve, we serve our own interests. If others aid us, then who are we to stop them? This um this Ogresh is he your leader? Is he the leader? Is is this his symbol, or is this uh, is this a symbol of someone else that you're all serving? He looks at the symbol for a second and looks back to you. That's Ogresh's symbol. Okay, so. So the way you see this, anyway, is that it's this uh, group of orcs, you know, hardcore, the um, the backbone of this army, and then some hangers-on, you know, some some ogres, some trolls, some of them apparently undead, some gnolls by any chance. Kind of look to see if he um, if that registers with him. Uh, do me an insight check when you say gnolls. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'll let Sophia roll that as well because I assume you're basically just doing nothing but staring at him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, what do you ask for me to do? I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to. You, if you, if you want to ask him some questions, feel free. I'm just um, eleven. Eleven. Slightly better. Oi! <laughs> what? It's all wisdom Death. checks. We're all shit. At them. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm afraid with an eleven. I mean, you don't really notice any change in his face when you say Knowles or any of the other creatures you mentioned. Okay, well, um, I guess, um, I guess you are with the gnolls then, because clearly that didn't phase you. Oh, there are many creatures, many who have goals and plans and things they want to achieve. Who am I to count them among us or not? So this, um, fair enough. So this, uh, 
this whole army, this cause, whatever, you know, you're happy to just go around raiding a few villages like marauders, you know, big brave orcs like yourself. Is that, that it? You know, you're just going to take over the wilderness for a bit until a decent army comes along and shoves you off? <laughs> and whose army would that be? Dunno. Doesn't seem like you're attacking any big settlements though, does it? Seems like you're attacking little villages, you know, people who small can't defend fry. themselves. <laughs> you consider yourselves small fry. Interesting. Not exactly honourable, is it? Well, I haven't yet got to why you're specifically targeting us, but I was just more your general philosophy of your army exactly what the fucking point is, you know? Hmm. Well, we have our goals. As you can imagine, most armies, most clans, most tribes do. Most gaggles of barbarians. Is that about right? <laughs> Those kind of um, mixed up groups of, um, you know, the dregs of society. A bit like us, but, you know, less civilised. More, well, basic. Hmm. Is that about right? I should expect ignorance from you. You reek of it. <laughs> oh, is that right? Is that right, is it? You people have no idea what's coming. Do we not? <laughs> well, say you say that. I mean, we, we hang around with a guy who thinks he knows exactly what's going on all the time. So, who well, knows? We've seen a lot. Who there's knows? No who... thinks. There's just knows. <laughs> <You're not laughs> <him. laughs> You don't know exactly I, 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 might, I might not be there, but I know what's happening. <laughs> really? I see it all. You, you, you know, you know all about um, the Hell Knight Karnath, the, the Karnath who's just coming straight after you. Damn straight, I can, I, I, I can see him in my third eye. <laughs> can, can you? Can no. you, Cookson? He's <laughs> 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 on the drugs. <laughs> um, really? So, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? You know different perspectives and that you don't obviously know a lot about us we clearly don't know a lot about you and yet you're with a hodgepodge little army try to take over a few villages and we're on our way to do something rather more important and for some unknown reason as we minded our own business wandering through the forest you know looking at fucking horrible trees and stuff some big ugly bastard cowering a tree somewhere takes a pot shot at us followed by a few more pot shots don't take hugely kindly to that so we made our way over to have a few words so would you uh mind explaining exactly why the fuck you were shooting at us and with that i am trying to intimidate because okay. as i say that the blade just pricks his flesh just slightly Towards his jugular. As you uh, lean on your rapier a little bit, I'll give you uh, I'll give you advantage on this for your first bit of intimidation as you swap tactics. Okay, it's a fourteen, so it's not great, but fourteen charisma, charisma. Who's got charisma? <laughs> he kind of tilts his head a little bit away from the blade, just as a spot of blood starts to trickle down his neck, and he goes, "It's not exactly a great mystery. You're a group of heavily armed individuals just wandering through the forest." That reeks of mercenaries, adventurers, wannabe heroes. Just the sorts of people that I don't want 
wandering around unchecked. I had hoped I could just kill the lot of you before you got anywhere near me, but that little disappearing act was unexpected. I'll admit you got one over on me. Maybe on a different day, you're all riddled with bullets at the bottom of this forest. Maybe, but we've uh, faced a few things rather more scary than you. No offence. <laughs> you see, I still seems a bit odd, though, because I'm going to just um, insight check that. Sure. Uh, a 20. 20. You think not only does it sound like he's telling the truth, you start to maybe get a little bit of insight into the wider goals here. You know that the Gnolls have been attacking undefended villages. In fact, all the way back in Varadin, there were reports of villages being raided, people taken from them for whatever means you don't entirely know. Maybe food, maybe slaves, maybe for demonic sacrifices. This guy specifically said he's going after targets who look like they can defend themselves. And with your 20, you think, maybe while the gnolls are attacking the undefended, the orcs are making sure they stay undefended. The orc contingent of this force is specifically taking out people who look like they could put up a fight, picking them off through the forests, splitting them up before they can move between villages and raise alarms. This is a lot more tactical than you may have first realized. And it lends credence to the idea that these are a combined war effort. They're not just raiding at random. They're not just wild beasts. There is guiding hands at work here. Hmm. Okay, so... Well, the, uh... Well, the, uh... The gnolls and the trolls and the ogres, they're the... They're the, uh, anvil, are they? And you... Your little merry band of um, orcs hiding in the forest. You're the hammer. Is that right? Between you, you know, combined arms tactics. You're taking out those of us who can look after ourselves. And you're letting the masses loose on the villages. <laughs> That's for you to speculate, not me. I might hit the nail on the head with that one. Now, so you're obviously not keen on recruiting mercenaries to your cause. This is clearly not something you were after. You're just killing at will. Is that right? Because, I mean, you don't know us. We might be quite taken with your cause. We might, in fact, be following similar goals. Is that so? (laughs) Well, I can't say I was aware of any... Petitioners making their way through these woods. I was told I could kill anyone I saw. So no, nothing specific then. Just anyone you see. Petitions, you say though. Is that what um? Is that what you call people who are um intrigued in the message or the army of this um ogresh character? <laughs> oh, we get plenty of people who can see the winning side already forming. They come. They plead their case and hope to be taken on. Of course, we get the other sorts as well, the believers, but we turn them to other means. Other means? Care to elaborate? (laughs) Ogresh isn't one for zealots. They don't... (sighs) They're unpredictable in a war effort. So we move them on to those who are more 
interested in nurturing them, I suppose. These you'd consider allies? Do me... Are you going for intimidation still? I mean, yes. There's no point trying to be friendly. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Go on, I can't with intimidation. Uh, a four. <laughs> I mean, I, I can talk the talk, but I can't roll the roll, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if only I had Solara's charisma, I'd be fine, but... <laughs> you can, uh... Go on. I was just going to say, if you've noticed a pattern in every character I've played since Tommy has all had a decent charisma. <laughs> <laughs> no more charisma dumps, Dad. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Joran, as is his name, spits on the floor just near where you stood, Tommy, and just goes, I've already said more than enough. Let's get this over with. If you're going to kill me, kill me. If you're going to march me off to some prison, do it. I'm done talking. We're not, we're not exactly in an army. We can't exactly take prisoners of war. As you say, just a bunch of um, heavily armed people wandering through the forest that you thought would be a good idea to take a pot shot at. Probably, probably up there. No, I think, yeah, probably the worst decision you've ever made in your life. I guess there's no trying to convince you that maybe you've seen the area of your ways and you want to turn away from this nonsense. Give us a hand. Walk us through these woods, chat with us, join us, become one of us, maybe, you know? And I give him a little smile, as if I know that's not even, that you wouldn't even dream of taking me up, but I still <laughs> want to ask. I mean, do me a persuasion. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I it's, yeah, a ten. Yeah, hobo too. Exactly. <laughs> ten, he says, I can't exactly see what you've got to offer me. Well, I mean, aside from your life. <laughs> Trading my life for a life of servitude to you and your friends. <laughs> Can't say that appeals. If you want me to simply leave, then let me go. You've got my weapons. I'll turn away and maybe head back home. Back to the west. Across the ocean again. See, I don't think I can do that either. For one thing, you know all about it. away from your cause? Yeah, go on, you can ask that, Sphere. Yeah. You're just going to turn away from your cause. This big army that you've amassed. I don't think they'll miss just me. As I said, I'm no zealot. If they win, which I think they will, perhaps I'll just return. It's a lot easier to sing victory when I don't have to put my own neck on the line. Won't they just see that you've just left and that you're, what are they called, Tommy? A deserter? Yeah, I mean, they've got Plenty of names. Coward. Deserter. Turncoat. Traitor. I call them alive. <laughs> very, uh, very pragmatic of you. I'm surprised you're, um, as, a, as such a pragmatist, I'm surprised you're not more keen to take us up on the offer of joining us. After all, we are a, um, slightly more than mercenaries. We are an agency. The city of Aradin. Is that so? Varadin, I... I don't believe that's even a city anymore, according to the rumours. Something about it disappearing off the face of the earth. <laughs> well, nevertheless, city or no, I have a nice little bit of paper in my pocket that grants me the right as agency to... Um, Beat the shit all, out of you. Do all kinds of things, yeah. Well, if you're not going to join us... Might just put him in a trap. I can't let you go. 
because uh, you'll just go back to them. Yeah, bollocks, you're going to go back across the waters. You're going to go back and fill them in on this armed band who are wandering through a territory that you quite singularly failed to look after and prevent. So, um, I don't really like the trees at the best of times. It's fucking weird. I don't want to feel like I've got a, a sniper scope on me back at all times. So, there is one thing I'm going to do for you. A gentlemanly thing. And if, if you'd, you know, hadn't just tried to kill me and had just got to know me a little bit before you squeeze the trigger, you might think this is quite a character for me. But you know what? You're a professional and I'm a professional too. And I will grant you a small token. I'm going to let you die like a warrior. And I'm going to drop his sword and shield at his feet. I'm going to slice the rope. Dude, don't go all Rogar. I'm not going all Rogar. Gonna 1v1 him? No. Mm hmm. No, we're all going to fucking fight him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Rogar. <laughs> no. But I'm going to do, I'm going to do him the honour of dying with his weapons in his hand. Oh, That's fair my enough. God. Just do the samurai thing where you slit his, cut his own head off and push him towards the enemy. I mean, Tom, Tommy's done that plenty of times. I mean, the first, very first episode of this podcast, if you haven't listened to it, if you're one of the people that joined us later on, Tommy slits two people's throats. He's not above doing that. But this guy, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's another... He's, he, that Tommy sees a lot of himself in him. This, this, feels, soft, this, dude. this feels like a path Tommy might have taken. Well, no, I st I'm still 100% planning to kill him, but I'm going to give him a warrior's death rather than... As, um, I mean, as you're dropping the weapons and explaining this to him... Solara leans over to you, Sophia, and goes, Wait, what? We're just going to murder this guy? Do you suggest we do? I don't know, can't we leave him tied up or just... You're we've got with all his stuff. With, with, with what? He doesn't have any weapons. Do you know what? There was a guy called Steve that we kind of... <laughs> made friends, he betrayed us, we even gave him a fucking weapon, and then... We ended up not killing him several times, blah, 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 blah. We don't like things behind us. So you're cool with just murdering this guy? Oh, if he's got a weapon in his hand, then he's... Oh, come on. This is just a performative killing. Like It's just like a sick little ritual. Like I said, what do you prefer we do? Well, let him go. Send him off through the woods. Take all this shit and just... I don't know, either that or we bring him with us tied up. I don't know, I thought you guys said we were heading somewhere. Don't you have somewhere you can, like, lock him up or something? That's days away, love. Fucking days. Do you want him alerting all the other assholes that are out in this forest that we're here? No, but I don't know. Just murdering him like this doesn't doesn't sit right with me. And um, she starts to walk away, actually. Oh, dear. Not too far, just she walks a few trees away because she doesn't want to be involved. That's fair enough. She's had a rough day. She's so joining Team Rogar later. Yeah, she's, she's, that, that, that's clearly one of the defining characteristics of Team Rogar is... is um, mercy. It, mercy <laughs> and pity. Yeah. Down, down straight it is. Down straight it is. Just wait until you see the girl in the bag. <laughs> what, the corpse of the girl that's suffocated in the bag? <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine how that's going to go down when you just go... Come here, Solara. Come here, Solara. And you just dump a corpse of a small child on the floor. You wait and see. You wait and see, my friends. 
Oh yes, yes. I I, I can't wait. <laughs> well, I I mean, yeah. We'll, let's see what happens then. Is he going to pick up his sword and shield? He looks down at it and just goes, "Amusing." <laughs> okay, that's how you want to do this. Um, and he basically has one health left. So, I mean. We can do this as a swing against each other without rolling initiative. See if he hits you, see if you hit him, and go like that. Because the moment you hit him, he's dead. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, I, I, in fairness, you could you could probably just call it, but it's just whether he does any damage to me first. Exactly. Like, he's just going to swing, like, just recklessly at you. Yeah. Just because at this point he has no other option left. You gave him a chance to, like, join us. I did. Oh, no, we sound like Rogar. You didn't really offer him any reason to join you. You just said, join us. Well, I mean, if if he'd been at all concerned about his life, then maybe he might have been like, "Well, why? Why? Why should I join you? What? What have you got to offer me?" He didn't really. He was just like, "Nah, I'm good." So okay. <laughs> so he swings with his two attacks, ten or fourteen, not good enough, Tommy. As you dodge out of the way, Are you gonna attack him? Yep, with advantage because Rogar's to because uh, um our force to behind him. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a thirty-one, dealing twelve piercing damage and an additional three damage. I mean. Yeah, I pretty much just pushed my blade through his throat. Mm. Tommy, as you lunge forward with your rapier and it goes straight through his throat, there's a moment where you're holding the blade all the way to the hilt, and you just feel a strange sensation wash over you as you pull the blade back and you see the dagger of Baal in your hand. Oh, shit. Ah, not this again. And you watch as Joran drops to his knees and just falls over dead as the dagger glows red as the blood seems to soak into it and you see this little aura around the blade for a moment that fades and it is now a plus one dagger of Baal. Oh, Mm. shit. Maybe you shouldn't kill anybody anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fight a lot of good of that's going to (laughs) happen. Yes. Okay. Is that for a certain period, or is that just it is now plus one? It is now. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Shit. Alright. Um, is that the first thing you've killed since um, the light when you first used the dagger? Yep, I think so. Oh, wait a minute. What about some of the direwolves? Uh, I did kill one. You shot one. Shot one, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, nice little ritual you set up here. I mean, I just thought it was a nice way to, to kill a guy. I knew I had yeah. to kill him. You know, I, I figured a, a warrior like an orc, you know, is particularly um, particularly one who was who was obviously a mercenary or at least a um, a fighter or something like that would prefer to die with a blade in his hand in an honourable mm-hmm. death rather than as a you know just getting his throat slit in the woods. Yeah, certainly. It was there. Uh, was it was it was a mercy killing in Tommy's eyes. It's mm. exactly what a Balsborn would have said. <laughs> you know, I I, I I feel like I was I was doing the best thing I could do right there. But, yeah, to be yeah. fair, I didn't really want him to join us. I, I, and I didn't wa- want to kill him. I, I kind of did want him to join us a little bit, but I knew he wasn't going to. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, not, not gonna lie, having another sniper in the team would have been pretty cool, but um, I didn't feel like any of us could have persuaded him. Nah. Um, Solara, who who can only remember her own name is the most charismatic of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, 
me and R4 are probably going to go and um, dump him in his trap nearby, the one over here. Um, you know, shallow grave that he dug himself. Mm-hmm. Fitting. Um, so I guess you might want to go and have a chat, Sophia. <laughs> uh, and it might be a good idea to um, to take a short rest here anyway. Roll some hit dice and stuff before we move on. Yeah. Uh, Solara definitely needs some hit dice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could take a long rest, but I don't. I, I don't know. It might might be um, might be better we move away from this area since the um, ogres and troll are still, you know, not a million miles away. We could try and I don't know how big was that platform? Not very big, I'm guessing. That was in the trees. Oh, his little sniper nest. Oh no, mm-hmm. it's like a few planks spread out over a branch. It's like for one person to lie down on and cover themselves up with. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we, we we could we could we could kind of hide in one of the little shelters in, in, in tucked away yeah. within the trees for a bit and, and get a little short rest in. R four can keep watch because he doesn't need to sleep. Does While he we're, we're rolling, need to roll any hit, hit dice? Uh, no, he's he's absolutely fine. Yeah, oh, dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's full health. Um, yeah, let's um, spend a couple of hit dice. Uh, Solara spends most of her hit dice to uh, get back to a reasonable bit of health. Uh, she's just bandaging herself and cleaning the wound on her back while the rest of you all start uh, tending to your own wounds and taking a short rest in the woods. I'll do. Yeah. I might go say a prayer over his body. Mm. And then I don't know what to say to Solara. No. <laughs> I mean, I can see why she'd be horrified by us killing someone without the context of all the stuff we've been through. So maybe you might want to just... Um, Maybe spend a bit of time explaining to her why we couldn't let him live and why this world, at least at this time, is a lot more hostile than perhaps she she would realise. Mm. Maybe just listen. Yeah. Instead of trying to prove that we were right. Just. Wow, yeah. You're much better at this than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I have a sometimes maybe girlfriend one night stand. <laughs> yeah, me, me, me and R4 are going to just like <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm going to measure R4 up for this um, this weapon and kind of see how it might be able to fit on. So I'm trying to hold it next to his arm so you can get it attached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like yeah, gauging where I could attach it, gauging how I could attach a firing mechanism and stuff, and yeah, tinkering without actually you know taking anything apart, just, just... making some uh, mental blueprints. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, Sophia, do you want to say anything or what you what you thinking? like i said like just try and be there if she's a bit upset by what we did and try and explain some of our past really about um because so far she's just joined us and we haven't had a chance to stop and tell her how we met tell her where she's from and why she left Vorik Spire because things were going to shit and things are going are still going to shit and um i mean he did try and kill us the only reason why he isn't he wasn't dead immediately is so we could i know ruthlessly get information out of him but just can't chance him popping up again you know every everything at the moment as far as we're we're sure apart from a few villagers wants to kill us everything and everyone Okay, so you, you kind of have to sit down next to her. She's just a few trees away from you guys, bandaging yourself up, and you start explaining that. And I, I imagine, given that you haven't had a chance to speak to her properly, mm. and everything that's gone on, it probably comes out a bit of like a, 
uh, a bit of a babble, like you're just trying to say everything and you're not certain whether it's a good thing to say or a bad thing to say, and you're just kind of throwing it out there and seeing yeah. what happens. And at the end of it, um, she looks, she doesn't look happy. She, she's not like crying or anything. She's just thinking for a moment and just goes, you know, you're right. I don't know or I don't remember exactly what you've been through, what I've been through, what we apparently together have been through. But I know this just because the world around you grows darker it doesn't mean you have to grow darker to join it. There's, there still needs to be a place for, for hope, for mercy. And yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not always the wisest decision to leave someone alive, but frankly, it's not like I woke up this morning thinking I was just gonna go murder someone. Like in the heat of battle, I understand that. I mean, I reacted to kill that, that man when he attacked us just as quickly as you guys did. And she looks at her hands and you see she conjures a little bit of frost like she did when she attacked him. And my adrenaline was up and I attacked and it felt natural. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm more of a killer than I realized. But when someone's surrendered, when they're unarmed, when they're tied up, I don't feel good about snuffing out their life just because it inconvenience us to do otherwise. I mean, if we'd have just left him tied up, I mean, it could have taken him hours to get free, or for some other patrol to come find him, we'd have been long gone. Could have been away. And then what? I don't know if you guys are planning to go after these orcs anyway. So what would it have mattered if one more group is wandering the woods? It sounds like that's what he was here to stop anyway. I don't know. I guess I don't really know any of you right now, and I don't really know myself, and I don't I don't want to hate the person I was, and I don't want to, I don't know, I want to be able to live with myself, and apparently the me before could, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know what? You are a good person. You were, and you still are a good person, and the sheer fact that you're mentioning every single one of these things is why we need you to be here. I've missed you. We've all missed you. We, Yeah, over the past few days, we've been turned into living corpses of grey just us, things just falling off us I mean our wisdom I, I feel a little bit dim to be honest the city that we've all lived in and I've lived all my life and so's Tommy has been put in a dome I'm, yeah I mean I understand how you think that we've become quite jaded by life but thank you for voicing your concerns and and maybe Tommy and I need to reflect on what we are doing. Right, Tommy? Am I overhearing this now, I guess? You, if, you... if you're not too far away, I mean, she wasn't exactly being quiet. If you, I assumed you were sat a bit distant for privacy's sake, but yeah. you, you have good passive perception. Yeah, I know. I, I could probably hear every word, but I'm not sure whether I'm supposed to be hearing every word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, tact. Sometimes Tommy has tact. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as I see it, and you might not agree with me, this guy was a murderer. He was happily murdering people he'd never met, never even laid eyes on before. He just saw them as a target to be wiped off the face of the earth. He did that. You, me, Sophia, Arthur, we were wondering 
through the forest. We weren't after trying to attack anyone and he shot you. Cold, dead. He could have killed you in that shot if he'd hit you higher. Now, I'm not a good person. Fia's a better person than me and perhaps you're an even better person than she is. But he would have killed us. And if we'd let him go, he might have killed us in a few days. How do we know he didn't have a stash of guns anywhere around here? He'd go back, pick up another one, find us while we slept and kill us. I don't do the right thing all the time. But I would rather kill someone who might hurt my friends. He shot at another, he shot a Rogar a few days back, about a week back. Same thing again, just wandering through the forest. Took a pot shot. He was doing that to people. Who knows how many other people he killed like that. I don't kill people like that. I shoot him, but I have a good reason to. I let him die with a weapon in his hands. And that's on me, not on any of you lot. You may have let it happen, but I would have done it anyway. Don't let this hang over you. It's not your cross to bear. It's done, I guess. And I shrug. I mean, you know, that's that's my two cents on the matter. That's how, how I feel. She kind of shrugs. I mean, she's a little shell-shocked by the whole experience. And she doesn't argue with you because there is a kernel of truth to what you say in that there is a degree of ruthlessness that's necessary in this line of work and in this life. And I think... Part of her still knows that, but it's still shocking to see again and have to be reintroduced to. So I would say she probably still keeps a little bit quiet, but starts getting ready to move out again if the group of you are heading on. So, um, let's make some tracks before, um, before nightfall. Let's get further away from this place. We're a little bit more prepared now to take on anything, and I think we might want to move a little slower as well. Stealthier? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So you all head out from your little respite and head stealthily through the forest, hoping that maybe that was the only real obstacle in your way, but who knows what else is roaming these woods. Mm. <laughs> and, they... <laughs> and I guess that's where we'll flip over to Rogar. So Rogar, we kind of flip back over to Milshire now and we pick up with you and... We're going to pick right back up from the last few moments as you are left a little bit awestruck by what went down. And Lysandra has certainly arrived and made an impact using that devastating earthquake to blunt the Knoll's advance on the town. And as she kind of walks past you again, she goes directly over to the townsfolk who are stunned. They are in shock. They're few of them are like cheering a little bit, but then they feel odd about it because they do not know how to react in this situation. And Lysandra, like she has been doing this her whole life, immediately starts talking to them, bringing them closer to her. And you watch a master at work. And if you didn't know what she was, you would say that she is just being a kind, helpful religious leader to these people in a time of need but you notice the odd word that seeps through that has the the hint the little barbed thorn of manipulation or of preparing these people for something else you see she she slips in talks about sacrifice about not shying away from things that could help them 
ways to grab power, ways to become stronger, that maybe sometimes a dark path is needed to truly defend yourself. And these people are a little bit taken aback by the whole event. So they're sort of nodding and listening along. They're in a, a perfect position to be spoken to like this. And as she's gathering them round, you hear someone walk up to you, Rogar, from behind. Okay. Well, 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 as I live and breathe, my old buddy Rogar, it has been far too long, my man. <laughs> yes! And I am going to turn around, arms wide open like, yes, my good friend mine. Yes! Welcome back, bro. And uh, yeah, I'm going for a hug. <laughs> wow. You haven't, you haven't seen him to, since you conspired to kill a guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, is that Martin Howard? He's fucking yeah. kingpin. <laughs> he, is, he is very kingpin. Like I guess is. we were off pod when this he was we, around. We were, so... we were off pod. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that guy is a when, beast. Poor, poor Robert Mayweather was sat in a cell, and Rogar and this guy were jerking each other off, <laughs> talking about how they were going to kill him. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I felt so sorry for Robert. <laughs> I hope my friend Rogar's coming to save me. <laughs> so what's the price of a human hide nowadays? <laughs> I forgot about Robert. Poor, oh, poor, poor Robert. I mean, in fairness, you know, he wouldn't have gone, <laughs> been in jail if he hadn't tried to slither like a snake. He almost came back to haunt me because if he hadn't have gone where he went, then Samuel Krem wouldn't have been able to fight me. So, Very true. you know, he nearly came back and got his own back. Uh, what with dave benson phillips (laughs) (laughs) i I swear to god we're going to try and get on this guy's mentions and hopefully dave benson phillips will tweet us back (laughs) (laughs) that would make my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah two kids a loving wife but no dave benson phillips that was the bar (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yes, this uh, much a uh, very large gentleman, but as I described him long ago, it it has the air of someone who's a lot stronger than maybe their physique lets on. Yes, very kingpin-like. His uh, head shave. He's wearing honestly incredibly well tailored, well put together clothes. A little bit of fur lining on the inside of his jacket. The only thing about him that looks a little out of place is this nasty-looking, rusty battle axe that's just held against his uh, belt. That's the only thing that makes you think, what's this guy's deal? Because otherwise, you'd maybe think, oh, maybe he's a noble or from uh, some rich merchant's guild. Maybe he's the head of a guild of some sort, and he's just rolling in cash. But yeah, something... There's something a little bit dangerous when you notice that axe. But of course, Rogar, you know this man well, as Martin Howard arrives into Millshire and kind of comes up to clasp you in a big hug. Yes. Uh, yeah, the the bromance is rekindled. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, you know, obviously, uh, you know, um, 
Lissandra is obviously hard at work, you know, um, gathering the people. And, uh, you know, I'm assuming that the, 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 the guard, you know, um, Emmerich and his people are all, you know, rushing around trying to get everybody, you know, mobilized because we still need to get moving out of here. It's not like, you know, we've, you know, we've won the battle, but we haven't won the war here. Yeah, you see, um, Emmerich is herding people towards carriages, getting people, like, loading stuff up. They're pretty much almost ready to go at this point, but uh, you see the guards are just helping out as best they can. A couple of them have gone to the um, borders of Millshire and are just kind of keeping an eye out, making sure no more gnolls are on their way across this rather devastated bit of land. But so far it seems quiet, but it'll only be a few minutes before the group of you can set off. And you yeah. notice, as you look over, while Lysandra's talking to the people, you see the people of Millshire are grabbing equipment and clothes and bags now as well. And you see that she's encouraging them to come with, that it's not safe here and that they need to be protected. Okay, cool. That's good. So, um, you know, after making the, the, the jovials with Martin and, you know, a uh, bit of a chit-chat about, you know, how his travel back into this plane was mm -hmm. uh, and whatnot, um, Oh, it was good. You see, I got myself a new fancy pair of boots, and he shows you the boots that uh, Robert Mayweather was once wearing, his boots of elvenkind. <laughs> oh, man, we totally rinsed that guy. Um... <laughs> I mean, they were, just, they were just sat there as a gift. I mean, they had a former occupant, I suppose, but uh... <laughs> well, I took care of that. <laughs> yes, you did, my friend. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you found a nice uh, chunk of gold on that man there, too. But we do we do have places to go, and we do have moves to make. Um, I was wondering, you don't happen to have, how shall we say, you know, seen anything on her, the horizon, maybe? Oh, not just yet. I've been focused on getting myself here, but... And he pulls out a little pouch from inside his jacket, and you remember it as his pouch of ashes. You see, he's still got a little bit in there. He kind of weighs in his hand and goes, When we can get set up somewhere, I'm uh, happy to stare into the flames and see what the great Tushal will show me. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. I know just the place where we're heading. You know, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a nice uh, a nice little setup for us. Um, and I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to scan the area because I, I want to try and find that girl who I was trying to get in the bag. Uh, she is currently listening to Lysandra. That's exactly where I wanted her to be. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to help out the guard a little bit, you know, just try and round people up. I'll get, you know, Martin to, you know, um, maybe I don't, maybe he can help Lysandra. You know, maybe not so much jump in the conversation, but, you know, just I want to say keep an eye on her, you know, and keep an eye on, you know, the people and stuff like that um, as we get ready to move. Um, but I just want to make sure that we're all getting, you know, we're out of here pretty sharpish. And, uh, you know, we can go along the uh, the path pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I'll say that if there's, if we're all sort of wrapped up here as these people are listening to Lysandra, she manages to convince the town to come with. And I'll say this in terms of a total population count for you all. Um, you will be now up to uh, 38 civilians. Plus the five guardsmen and Emmerich. Okay. So, uh, Jeff. That's <laughs> one of the guards. <laughs> okay. That... He's still alive then? He is still alive. All, all the guards are still alive. 
nothing uh, bad befell them while you were gone. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So as we start to set off, I'm going to place myself and, in fact, I still have Dwayne hanging around. Um, So I might do some aerial reconnaissance just to make sure the path that we're heading, you know, I can't see anything and it looks relatively clear, so I might go a little bit ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, I want to make like, sure that Martin and Lysandra stick relatively close to each other. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So, I mean, as you guys are all setting off, so as many of the civilians that can fit in carriages as possible, some people riding the horses, Emmerich and his guards are doing the best to kind of scout out a little bit ahead on land by foot. And then Lysandra and Martin are sticking close to the civilians. Uh, so most, mostly so that Lysandra can just keep whispering in all their ears this whole time. And yeah, Rogar, I mean, if you want to get on Dwayne and scout ahead to make sure that there's nothing uh, untoward, that's, uh, that's fine. So I'll say this as you kind of, I assume, flying back and forth quite a bit, just kind of scanning over the area. You do notice yeah. um, a few hours after you guys set off and you're on the trail, you notice a, a little clearing not too far away in the forest, uh, just a little bit off the path that the, uh, the group are traveling on. But it's, um, you can see objects down there enough to get your attention. So okay. do you head towards it? I'm going to, I want, I, am, I, am I far enough ahead that I'll have a bit of time before the, the traveling band get there? Or do I need to go and warn them, essentially? Uh, they'd reach it probably in about 15 minutes. Right, so I've got a bit of time. Yeah, a little bit of time. Um, I'll make. Can I? Can I make like a perception check first before I sure. land, so to speak? Yeah, you can do a a little lower flyover and do a perception. See what you see. Uh, and this is sight. I have advantage. Uh, an eighteen. Eighteen. Taking a good look over the area, it looks like another one of the null camps, but this one has been abandoned. Either, well, you don't know how long ago, but it reminds you of the one that you saw far south. Okay. In fact, you can see a very similar-looking pile of bodies, and you can see a bit of a clearing with some tree stumps that I'll say within 18, from this distance and with your nose, you spot are covered in blood. Okay. Um, well, since it seems abandoned, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, uh, I'll land just, out, just outside the camp, mm-hmm. or what looks like, because it looks abandoned, but you never know in the woods. Mm. And I ain't no woodsman, so I'll land just outside of the camp and make my way on foot. But um, as soon as I get to to like the tree line, I'd like to do like another perception check, just to, again, just double check that you know I can't see anything around here and I can't smell anything that isn't dead. Go on. Then. Uh, I rolled a natural twenty. Yeah, not twenty. Uh, with a natural twenty, as you kind of walking up to this. I mean, you're not stealthy, so anything that you would see would also see you, but you are keeping your eyes peeled and one hand on Eclipse as you get closer to this clearing. And uh, it looks like it's been abandoned for at least a couple of days. Okay. At least you don't notice that the fire is still burning or anything like that. Like, they've they cleared up and moved on. Okay. I'll say you notice a few things scanning around the area. Lots of tracks, but you expect that with the amount of gnolls. In fact, you see some larger tracks that were probably trolls or ogres. Yep. You see a pile of bodies of all sorts. Some humans, some dwarves. 
male, female, younger and older, just been discarded on one side. No common theme in clothing, so they could have been grabbed from anywhere. Okay. And not too far away from the, the pile of corpses, you notice a tree stump, basically what it is, and it is covered in dried blood. And if as you get a little bit closer with your natural 20, you spot that there are some like chunks of the tree stump have been seemingly broken off of it. You can see a hammer that looks bent on the shaft, so it's not really usable anymore. And you can see some iron bolts, like little rods of metal, just scattered haphazardly around the tree stump. Interesting. So that makes me think of cyborg type of thing, um, which is more worrying. Or, or cyborg. Cyborg, yeah, could be. Um, so do... So, hmm... I tell you what, I'm gonna look at the look at the pile of the bodies. I'm gonna mm-hmm. pull out what looks to be like the least fresh okay. one, uh, and uh, take a bite out of it. See if I get anything from it. <laughs> sure. Um, as you reach into the pile of bodies and kind of reach around, you feel something move oh, as some of the bodies shift out of the way, and you hear a, a coughing, spluttering sound, and you see a dwarven gentleman in horrifically soiled and bloody clothes. He looks emaciated. His beard is all ragged and torn up. He looks like he has been through absolute hell, and he's barely conscious, but as your hand reached into the pile, he sort of reacted and rolled away. And as he falls out of the pile of bodies... You notice one thing immediately. That is that his pants have been sort of torn from the knees down, and through both of his Achilles tendons are big iron bolts that have just been hammered through brutally to ensure that he can't walk. Okay. Um. Hmm. So is is he like moving? It. So is is it is he awake or is he like is he just on the floor, kind of like struggling to breathe and all that shit? He kind of rolled out of the pile of corpses, but his eyes are clothed and it's clo- closed, and his breathing is heavily, heavy and ragged. Ah, oh, man. Um, I have absolutely nothing I can give him, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, let's have a look at my spells. Oh, I suppose I could lay on hands him. So you know what? I will. Lay on hands. Uh, I, I will give him one hit point. <laughs> One hit point. Last of the big spenders, Rogar. <laughs> yeah. Just to see just to see if that's enough to like actually, you know, wake him up. Because if he turns out to be a knob, I'm just gonna like eat him. Just be honest. Hmm. So you've reached down and with your little finger just hook him on the forehead for one hit point. And it's enough to kinda get his eyes open. They're bloodshot and sunken and he's not entirely with it for a few moments, but he is just about conscious as he kind of looks up at you and he he tries to like reach out towards you, like he can't really see you very well, like you're blurry, and then he kind of rubs some of the dirt out of his face and starts to recognize you and goes, you're, you're not a not a knoll. No, definitely not a knoll. What I am, not a, not a clue. Well, I'm just happy that you're not a knoll. It's the first. 
First bit of good news I've had in quite a while. Oh, well, let, let, let's park that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are you? What do you do? Are you of any use to me? That's the real question. My name was Balin Grimthorne. I was, uh, I was a scout for uh, me band of brothers. And you see kind of realisation comes back to him for a moment. He goes and shakes his head and closes his eyes. <sighs> was, was, oh, they're all dead now. All dead. I was the last one. Last one left alive. So, so you're like a you're like a fighter then. So you you are of some use, yeah. You you swing a blade, so like that. I can swing a weapon, shoot a bow. I I used to do the scouting. My brothers were better up close fighters, but I would normally track down where the enemy were for them, where they were hiding, report back. Sounds 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 promising. Can I uh, can I insight check him? I assume he has no reason to lie to me, but uh, and I will suck at this insight check anyway. But <laughs> I just kind of I just you know might as well give him a check. Sure. I mean, it, it is the smart move. It is the one thing we've learned from D anD. d It is, and I rolled an eight, so I'm probably going to believe him no matter what he says. <laughs> he watches his skin splits open to reveal the star spawn, and it eats you. <laughs> well, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, no, with an eight, I mean, he's clearly a little bit delirious. He is dehydrated, probably starving, but he seems to be telling the truth. He doesn't really... He, you don't even think he has it in him to lie at the moment. Okay. Unless he is an exceptional liar. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Well, it sounds to me like you're telling the truth, and it sounds like, you know, you you, you seem to be an, an upstanding citizen. Um, just... just uh, just tell me one thing. You don't. You don't. You don't happen to you know follow like a particular religion or anything like that, do you? Um, I, I mean, I give blessings to the forge and that, and I guess the old dwarven gods. But I can't say I was particularly religious. Oh, that sounds that sounds promising. That sounds promising. Tell you what. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Um, but. I, I assume you've got nowhere to go, so you fancy hanging out with me? You know, get a band together, you know, start a bit of a, starting a bit of a hmm, colony. Let's call it a colony. You know, uh, we're the last survivors of a place called Varadin. You might have heard of it, but we are going to make Varadin great again. I, yeah, I've, I've been to Varadin once or twice in my life. Um... Well, once or twice sounds like that'll do for me. Um, just, just, just do me one favor, uh, and I'm gonna reach into the bag of holding and pull out the king in yellow, uh, and I'm gonna show him the book. Okay. And see if he reads it. Yeah, I mean, he he starts looking like, hey, what's what's this that you're showing me? And he starts reading and reading, and then tries to grab the book off you so he can keep reading. Um, well, I'm not gonna let him take the book off me. He's still a weakling. Yeah, I mean, he's horribly injured and incredibly frail at the moment, so it's not hard to pull the book away from him, but you see him sort of grasp out towards him and goes, hey, wait, I wasn't, I wasn't finished. Let me, just just a little bit more. I, I, I can read a bit more. You can, you, can, you can read a bit more in a bit, but first of all, let's, 
you need to do stuff for me. And then, you know, I'm the holder of the book. So, you know, sound, sound like sound fair? I, I, yes, I mean, I, I, whatever you want, I don't, I, just, just let me, just let me read a little bit more. I, just, 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 just bedtime stories. Yeah, it's all right. I look after my people. Don't worry. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, dap him up with another nine hit points. You do that. He feels better, but I mean, it's it's magical healing for his wounds. So he watches his wounds close. Some of the bruising goes down a little bit, but he's still like he's not clearly not eaten for a little while. I mean, you've not asked him like how long he's been here, but he looks like he's been here at least a few days, hiding in a pile of corpses. Okay, I will. I will um, pull off some of the flesh from some some from one of the people, and uh, that's next to him, and offer it to him. What? I, um, I don't think I'm quite that hungry. Just. I, some water would be be enough, I think. Do I have Dad water? turns away at that. Oh, you would I have. I mean, you have a flask and rations and things. I assume, yeah, I assume I have something like that. Um, yeah, go on then. I'll give him some rations, uh, give, him a, give him a flask, you know, and then, um, well, I'm hoping we're not too far away from the, uh, from the, the crew showing up. Yeah, I mean, as, well, they're heading past this area, so, I mean, if you want to send Dwayne maybe to go signal... Lissandra or Martin or someone to come over. That's up to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll send um, I'll send Dwayne to go and uh, fetch uh, Lissandra for me, um, and she can uh, help you know help us integrate this guy into into our into our in a, into our into our fold. I'm not too sure if he's VIP yet. <laughs> um, you know, he's definitely. I'm not too sure if he's you know part of the toxic mega cunts yet. Um, <laughs> but he may well be on his way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I mean, a little t- a little time goes past as he just laps up this water, stuffs his face with a few rations, um, and eventually Dwayne comes lumbering back through the forest in his uh, giant batty way with Lysandra <laughs> walking alongside him, and she, uh, she approaches this little scene, looks around. Yes, what is it, Rogar? Have you found another lost lamb? I have I found a, another lost lamb who may be a very valuable lost lamb to us since he is, it would seem, a scout of some talents. Um, unfortunately, uh, at the minute, he's not much of the walking type, but, you know, I'm pretty sure between us we can solve that, and I go to pull the bolts out of his ankles. Um, you can try. Make me a strength check. Unskilled strength check, is that? Uh, yeah, it would be. I rolled 16. Uh, 16. You give them a good hard yank and the first one comes out. He starts bleeding a lot and I suppose Lysandra will uh, throw a little cure wounds his way to make sure he doesn't just die immediately. But she looks at the wound as it kind of clo- as it heals a little bit and she goes I'm afraid, my poor child, that your, your feet are ruined. Whoever did this to you intended you never to walk again. Oh, that, that, that. <sighs> that sucks. Um... Oh, do not give up faith yet, Rogar. She looks down at him. I'm sure there is something we can do for this poor, poor lost child. We will help you, little dwarf. We will restore what has been taken from you. There will be a price, as always, as in all things, but... When you are rested, we shall talk of such. Awesome. I suppose I'm going to have to help carry him back if he can't walk. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, really you can... Want... Go on. 
I was going to say, I mean, you can load him onto Dwayne if you want. And you can yeah. uh, shoulder the burden. Yeah, Dwayne can shoulder the burden. Why not? He's there for a reason. Um, you know, I was going to say to him, you see, see, that's why she's the queen of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're in for You're in for a treat. And I'm just going to, can I, can I do like a, I don't know if there's any point in doing an investigation on the camp at all. Um, I doubt there's going to be much that I could find, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell me if it's worth me doing or not. Um, I'd say looking around the camp, there isn't much here. Uh, it seems that this was just a little stopgap for them to seemingly prepare some of their prisoners for transportation, and some of them were turned into food instead. Okay, cool. Um, so just just be, before we leave, I'm just I am going to grab like part of a rotting corpse and just take a bite into it just to see if I can see you know, what I can see, if anything. So you grab some of the oldest looking meat on offer and take a bite. As you do and you close your eyes, you're suddenly sat on the floor, arms tied behind your back, feet tied together, staring through the firelight at a group of gnolls holding down one prisoner after another, laying their feet on the stump and hammering iron bolts through their legs just to ensure that they'll never walk again. Those that don't die from the shock of it are loaded back up into carriages and just dumped unceremoniously in a cage. Those that don't look like they'll live get tossed over to the the waiting knolls for, well, an evening snack, it seems. You hear guttural sounds back and forth between the knolls and... Luckily, it seems one of the trolls walks over from the side and growls in a language that you don't understand, but the gnolls kind of snarl and snap at each other. And a larger, a much larger gnoll walks over, one that you've seen in your previous visions, and speaks in common, just so that the troll can understand. We move on in mourning. We gather, gather as much as we can. They will make good sacrifices to Yinogu. The time of the great slaughter comes to this world. More blood for the altar. More flesh for my people. <laughs> Do you understand that, troll? To so don't kill them all, take some alive. The troll kind of shrugs, grunts something in what you have to assume is probably giant and then walks away from the firelight as Beroth walks over to you, grabs you by the throat and drags you over to the stump as two of the other gnolls hold your legs against the wood. You feel your heart just pounding through your chest and the sharp stab of pain as the hammer comes down, shattering your ankle, tearing through your tendons. And just as you can't think that it could ever get any worse. The second bolt goes through on your other ankle. You scream, and one of the gnolls says, hey, I don't think this one's gonna last, sir. More's the pity. And he just closes his big clawed, slightly furred fist around your throat and strangles the life out of you as you returned to the camp. Lovely. Uh, okay. So, 
Yinogu and Rogar obviously has heard that before with the robots. Um, so I'm guessing unless no, I'm not. I'm not going to ask her yet. Uh, I'm just going to uh, you know make sure that Lysandra, Dwayne, and our new friend make it back to the people, and then I'll uh, climb back on top of Dwayne and carry on. You know, doing my doing little bits of recon. To make mm-hmm. sure that you know we're getting around, we're getting around, and we're getting around quickly and safely. Okay. As you're uh, walking back through the forest, just getting to uh, drop this uh, dwarf off, she um, asks Balin a couple of questions, just out of curiosity's sake, and just says, "While you were pretending to be dead, did you learn anything, little scout? What did your ears pick up?" And Balin kind of shakes his head a little bit. He's feeling a bit better from the healing and the uh, the food and water, but his ankles are obviously in tremendous amounts of pain, and you know he needs a good night's sleep in an actual bed and <laughs> all the uh, medical attention he can get, really. But he goes, oh, it, was, uh, it was difficult. They, they don't speak common very often unless they're talking to the trolls or what have you. I, I heard a few things. They said, uh, I said they need to gather supplies and food, but I think they were referring to people like myself. I heard the word sacrifice come up a lot. I always heard gnolls trucked with demons, but I didn't realize they were so so intertwined. They all seemed scared of this one big gnoll who seemed to be in charge. But then, I, I don't know, they, there was another one mentioned, Volareth. And when that name got said by one of the trolls, the gnolls all seemed to look a little bit sheepish. First time I ever seen them scared. Beroth put on a, a brave face. That was the name of the biggin. I can see he has a taskmaster himself. Interesting. Uh, I have to kill all these people. Nah, that's up to you. <laughs> which, which people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean the gnolls. I mean the gnolls. Okay. I do. Okay. Uh, I'm, you know, following on from that, I'm assuming Lissandra's probably smart. She's probably better better than me at pretty much everything. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just, because he hasn't, ha- doesn't happen to have mentioned it, um, I'll just mention, uh, obviously, the name Yinogu, and uh, that I've come across such a thing before, uh, and then, uh, you know, mention the robots. He has no idea what you're talking about with the robots, but when you say Yinogu, he, he kind of shivers a little bit because I heard that name muttered a few times by the gnolls and little chants around their fires. They said it when they were killing people. I don't know what it means, but I don't know. It sends a chill down my spine. I'm just going to, like, uh, you know, give Lysandra the raised eyebrow, see if she ha- wants to say anything. I'm assuming she won't, but... um. You know, I, 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 I just like giving people looks. Mm. Uh, she, <laughs> she seems not particularly interested in that bit of information. But, um, as you guys are just walking and talking, you you hear Balin at one point as he's kind of chatting to himself, almost, you think, maybe to keep himself awake while it's a bit of a hard walk through the middle of the forest back to the carriages. He goes, I, you know, I can't believe how bad this all turned out. All we did was agree to some goddamn security job, and this is how we all end up, me and me poor brothers. Security for who? Oh, oh, who? Um, who? Who? 
Oh, we got hired a few few weeks back. A man called uh, Thomas Warwick. He was hiring us to go meet him up at his uh, estate. Said he needed as much security as uh, money could buy. Wait, that's the estate that we've been given, isn't it? Certainly sounds like it. So? God damn it! More people I've got to kill! <laughs> uh, and I think uh, with that and the two separate groups making their ways to the edge of the forest to meet up once again, I think that's what we'll call this episode. <laughs> oh man, it's just, it's never easy, is it? <laughs> Sorry, have you, have you been playing GTMP, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> it's to be fair, it's not been too bad. For you? <laughs> yeah, when, when you're Roga. <laughs> Just come back to life. Oh, more evil people. I'll die. I'll come back to life. Oh, look, more evil people. <laughs> I had to work very hard to get my evil friends. <laughs> yeah, we all heard the Dreamlands. <laughs> exactly. They were yeah. incredibly difficult. And, you know, as the saviour of Sarnath and the... Uh, the um, the devil of the dreamlands and true hero of the gunpowder trees no plot podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh the prick of the pod you mean <laughs> <laughs> you know i just like to say it's 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 about it's about time things started coming up rogar and the about hard the, the hard work and effort that I've put in along the way begins to pay off in the fact that I am going to win. <laughs> I'd just like to say to to all our listeners who I'm sure most of you play D and D, but if you don't, that's great. If you do play in D and D, though, every party has one. And if you think your party doesn't have a Rogar, you are the Rogar. With that uh, shocking revelation to end this episode. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. If you wish to get in touch with us, well, there's a super easy way. You can sign up to our Patreon and chat with us all the time whenever you want on our Discord. Also, there are some other rewards on there at higher tiers, so go check it out and uh, see what you fancy. We are also all on Twitter. I am there as at Trees and No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, and we're available on all major podcast providers. So if you want to find us somewhere else, you probably can. And I will turn this uh, little outro over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day you'll find me in the Rescar Cafe on Rescar Business State in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, not during this lockdown. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't. Uh, but moving on with um, Tommy's big book of weapons, uh, we come to the letter I. So uh, I is for Ice Pick. Bit of a weird weapon, I'm think you might be well if you don't watch a lot of murder mysteries anyway you probably think it's a bit of a weird weapon but funnily enough all these rich toffs always seem to off each other with ice picks i know never even heard of them before but apparently if you're rich you import ice to the sea in big fuck off blocks 
and then to break it into smaller blocks you have what is effectively a stiletto in your kitchen that you jab the big fucking block of ice with i know they're not very smart these um, rich toffs are they you know surely you get a servant to do that but whatever so they got these big fucking spike and apparently if you get in an argument as a toff you stab the other bugger in the throat with this great big spike that they just have in their kitchens so you know i can get behind that seems like a decent weapon probably uh probably just use a knife to be honest but you know if you're ever stuck in a noble's kitchen looking for a weapon can't go wrong with an ice pick apparently the things you use for climbing ice are actually called ice axes but some people call them ice picks as well i'll get very confused and yes as you've all been waiting for i know some of you just tune in for this part and fast forward all the D &D playing (laughs) i don't blame you um i have one one final joke for you all and there's another goblin joke as well What's funnier than a dead goblin? What? A dead goblin in a clown suit. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head at you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> and that, that only just comes to you because I finally watched It for the first time recently. Ah, I'm waiting to watch It Chapter 2. I've oh, not okay. seen it yet. I'm trying to watch it this weekend. It's Halloween. Yeah, do it. It's, it's, it's that season. It is. Well, we're watching um, Haunting of uh, Bly Manor, which if... People haven't seen it and want to check out incredibly bad English accents. I recommend it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, apologies yeah. to our American listeners, but you just can't do it. <laughs> I think it's because, oh. because a, lot, a lot of people just assume there's one accent over here. Mm. Like there isn't billions. Well, there's either... I, I find any show that's set in England without English people, the accents are cockney, posh, or incomprehensible. Yeah, I, Ever since Game of Thrones, now they do they try and do Yorkshire as well, mm-hmm. which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. Don't worry, I'm sure we can't do American accents either. But, um, no, really not. No. Um, <laughs> we try though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Martin's a good effort. You've got to give cooks on that. Uh, and yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that out quickly. That that is that is the last joke that I will be coming up with. So what I would like you to do is tweet me or Discord me with your worst D and D jokes, and I'll read them out at the end of the podcast. Okay. Mm. Hit me up. Sounds good. Hit me up. I want to make him groan, dude. <laughs> Come on, it's a help. joke. Give me a fucking joke. It's not. Yeah, homework. Well, tough. <laughs> <laughs> this is your Google's for. Pod. <laughs> I've been Googling. I'm running out. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, the letter is today is I for intellect devourer, which resembles a walking brain protected by a crusty covering and set on beast eel clawed legs. This foul aberration feeds on intelligence of sentient creatures, taking over a victim's beauty, a body. On behalf of its mind flayer masters. Reminiscent of um, Stranger Things. Hmm. Mm. Intellect devourers are just amazing. You just, you got this level eight character running around thinking nothing can stop you. One failed save later and he's dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Beautiful creatures. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's keep reminding It's a walking and... brain, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a walking brain that replaces your brain. Yeah, I might have might have met one of those. <laughs> he explains Rogar so much. on yeah <laughs> on, on on a video game I might be playing. Mm. <laughs> oh, they're fun. 
But uh, hey, you guys can go to the Underdark at some point and have fun with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you for joining us once again, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how do we we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, we can escape. But not just that. What what if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropoticon.com. And you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if, if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropoticon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you this do not, sucks. please, we Help suffer in this bumper. Us. Save us. Ah! Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.